Chapter 1. Saturday, June 17, United States Penitentiary, Atlanta. Gordon Harper was seated on his bed in his cell, staring at the screen of his iPad, a perk he'd paid dearly for. He'd already watched the video a half-dozen times, but he couldn't tear himself away from it. It was an item from yesterday's Channel 7 early evening newscast that his lackey, Lester Shady Tree, had emailed him about an hour earlier. Harper was doing a 25-year stretch for a litany of crimes from tax evasion to conspiracy to commit murder. And all because of that smug son of a bitch, he thought, as he started the video over again. So, Mr. Stark, the interviewer said, shoving his microphone into Stark's face, you did it again. You put away another bad guy. Well, gal in this case. How do you feel about that? What a stupid friggin' question, Harper thought, grinding his teeth. Stark hesitated, then said, I feel uh, both good and sickened, if you want to know the truth. The truth. The truth is that son of a bitch Stark killed my daughter, Harper thought. It had been back in early 2015 when Harry had brought him down, him and several of his inner circle, but not Shady Tree. Harper trusted Tree, as far as he trusted anybody, although he sometimes wondered if the man was playing with a full deck. Tree and his two lieutenants, Devon James and Henry Gold, had gotten away when Harper was brought to justice, although James had been injured and Gold had died during a shootout with Stark a little more than a year later. Henry Gold he couldn't care less about, but Stark had also killed Harper's daughter, Catherine, and her husband, Jonathan Green. He'd never gotten over that. As for Duvon James, he had recovered from injuries received in that same altercation and had somehow managed to cut a deal that put him back on the streets less than a year later. Now he and Tree were together again, and a more depraved pair would have been hard to find, and both were on Harper's payroll. It didn't give him his daughter back, but it was something. You say you were sickened, the interviewer said, but Marianne Warren killed two people in cold blood, one of them her husband, the other, well, we won't go into the details, they're too graphic, but sickened? I would have thought you'd have been feeling elated. Stark's eyebrows raised as he grimaced. The interviewer was a small man, dwarfed by Stark's height. Charlie, you might think that, and maybe you're right. A Mrs. Warren was a stole-cold killer, and Peter Nicholson was only thirty-three when she killed him. Think of all that wasted potential. What great things might he have accomplished had he lived? And his mother, Helen? Charlie, she didn't deserve... She... I don't think I've ever seen a more brutal more callous killing. And then there's Marianne herself. 
What kind of mind loads up a truck with concrete blocks and then drives it back and forth over a fellow human being? Yes, Charlie, I feel sickened. Charlie Grove nodded seriously, playing to the camera. What put you on a Marianne, Harry? From what I've read about the case, it could have been... Well, I understand you had Judge Warren in your sights until... Stark nodded. Look, there were a whole lot more people than just me involved. The Chattanooga PD, Lieutenant Gazara, he turned to look at her, Mike Willis, Joan Snyder, not to mention the medical examiner, Doc Shedden. And there was my own team, Jackie Hale, uh, that's her there, uh, Ronnie Hall and Tim Clark, especially Tim. Hell, Charlie, you even had a finger in the pie. 